News, talk, sports. Now, the experts on AM980. And welcome back to the experts. This hour, it's presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. I'm Brian Nuttall. The show is very important. In fact, it's really paramount to better health. And there's a lot of research that backs our two guests and what they have to share with us on the show today. The importance of getting up out of our chair and moving around. In fact, a fascinating statistic and a very real and compelling one is that on average, we spend nine to ten hours each day sitting. So it's all the more reason for you, if you are sitting down, to listen up, because this next hour, there's a lot of insightful information coming to you from Doug Pooley and uh, physiotherapist Chris Drive. Welcome back to AM980's Experts. Thanks, Brian. That, That just speaks for itself, that we spend that much time sitting. It's, and it's, it's an epidemic. The changes that have occurred over the past 50 years, but most notably in the past 25 with regards to people's attitudes towards work and leisure, everything in our lives seems to be be done more sitting. But with it, unfortunately, come some pretty horrific consequences. And they indeed include, and some of the more popular ones include, the back pain. And you must see a lot of that. We'll see an enormous amount of back pain. And it's interesting because the type of back pain that we see today is very different than the back pain that I saw when I started practice, you know, 70, 126 years ago. <laughs> okay, and the, then please explain how that's changed. How- well, when I started practice back in 1978, people were still working physically. In other words, people, we were still a manufacturing nation. So people were on their feet, they were working, they were using their muscles. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is today, of course, and the back pain that I would see then would be sprain and strain. So people would hurt their backs as a result of usually unusual lifts or twists or slips or various other physical mechanical insult. Today, it's a whole different gamut. Today, it's more disuse irritation that we see. So in other words, it's an issue not of over-conditioning, it's an issue of deconditioning. So people are actually physically becoming weaker and significantly weaker. So as a result, they don't get the support that they should be getting for the spine and the pelvis, setting them up for problems. And potentially, Chris, more susceptible to injury. Yeah, I was just going to say, even even with the acute injuries that we do see that are caused from the lifts and the twists, you often, when you're doing your physical assessment, you look at the musculature and you're like, wow, like you were just, this was just waiting to happen because they're just so poorly uh, physically conditioned. One of the other dramatic changes is we talk about adults uh, being more dormant or sitting longer and here on average six to eight to 10 hours a day. We have our kids, their offspring. Also more inactive, mm-hmm. playing video games. Oh, horribly. Hoping so. to get a new one for Christmas. Yeah, the electronics are just uh, my host, household. I've got the 13-year-old and 11 and 10 and Xbox 5. Xbox 360. Yeah, and, and you know, it, we, we both of us are sporty uh, parents, and so we really try to encourage that. But it's difficult because they have all their friends on their, their iPads and their iPhones. So you really have to be cautious of that. I'm constantly... Uh, nattering at them about posture, even when they are sitting, but it's it is a, a battle. And thankfully, our kids are in the sporting world as well, so they get a good balance. But uh, even when I sit and look at them for the moments that they're they're on their iPad, or on, you look Eyes at their neck crazy, posture, right? your shoulder <laughs> posture, yeah, it, and it really manifests. And the government stepping in. I mean, they have a very active, engaging participation campaign going now, and it's pretty direct. And it's find a soccer ball. 
Right. Yeah, I think there really needs to be that direct push. Uh, you know, there there doesn't need to be any soft edges to it. It's it's pretty scientific and factual as to what you need to do to improve your health. Now, we mentioned back pain. What are the other issues that you may face or other issues that you're seeing through research in terms of people being more sedentary? Oh, just about every disease known to man is impacted on one form or another by virtue of a sedentary lifestyle. And what I mean by that is... They've done all sorts of statistical research showing that cancers, cardiovascular disease, uh, obesity, diabetes, um, just about everything associated with aging from arthritic change to deconditioning are all directly related to sitting. And the more that you sit, the more that you that the greater the likelihood statistically of you suffering from one or more of these diseases, eh, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then you have to look at why is sitting so impactful, right? So... And we were talking about it earlier. When you look at it, a lot of it is just basic physiology. You know, you, you get all into the, the basic roots of physiology. What what happens when we sit versus when we are moving around? And, you know, only good happens when we move. Uh, even as we enter into this holiday season, when you look at the sitting factor, it's probably going to increase dramatically on holidays because when we go on holidays, we like to sit. We like to lounge. Uh when we have work breaks, it's sitting. It's sitting in the lunchroom. Uh, you know, a, a work break isn't, oh, going for a walk around the building. So, uh, yeah, you really have to start to make that that um, behavioral change and, and a, approach these things from more of a, an upright uh, position. And we're going to talk about strengthening and, and the things that we can do on a more daily basis uh, so that we can get our body right and, and live life pain-free. But something that just came to mind in terms of, of being inactive, so we're doing a lot of sitting over the course of the day. Are we, for the most part, sleeping right? Now, that's a very interesting question. Because it, because there's you, a there's the other eight hours, mm-hmm. absolutely. But you know the body is an interesting thing too. It's designed to sleep. That's where repair takes place. Energy energy replenishment takes place. So people sleep in one of three usual postures. They sleep in their back, their side, or their stomach. Now there was an interesting study done at the University of California a bunch of years ago, and it proved conclusively stomach sleeping is one of the major causes of degenerative joint mm-hmm. disease really, really bad for you. It mm-hmm. can contribute to all sorts of problems. Side sleeping eventually creates pressure points that will in- inevitably over time create some sort of hip or shoulder dysfunction. Back sleeping, that's how you were designed to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then you can get into the discussions around pillows. Personally, I, I know uh, most of my patients, when, when they come in with shoulder neck issues, most of the time, they're they're stomach sleepers to side sleepers at best. Uh, it's very rare that we get back sleepers um, because they're probably not having a lot of pain. And no disrespect to those that retail these mattresses and retail mm-hmm. the pillows, but wouldn't they be wise to come to you and maybe talk a little bit about this? Because there's eight hours that's important to them and ultimately to their body. Well, you know, I'm going to say something that may not be popular with some of the mattress people around, but... There's plenty of good mattresses out there, but it's been my experience that when you take a really good mattress and put a pillow top on it, often what it does is it takes a really good mattress and makes it too soft. Mm-hmm. So I personally am not a big fan of pillow top mattresses. I think that they can be, in some respects, detrimental to certain patients depending mm-hmm. upon their conditions. They certainly aren't for everybody. But if you get a good solid mattress, and I'm not talking about tabletop number three, but I'm talking about something that's going to provide support and reduce pressure points, those are the two key things with mattresses, then you're going to be fine. And you don't have to spend a ton of money, 
But usually it is a matter, unfortunately, that you do get what you pay for. Yes. I will be forever grateful to my parents who started me out with a firm mattress as a youngster growing up and my body growing and developing, seeing, you know, you know my shape, right? I am tall and slender. Yep. And I think they saw it then and I appreciate it so much that there was great value in making the right investment back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the I would agree with Doug with the firmness of mattress and Again, uh, when I travel and you're in the nice, oh, luxury pillow top, uh, it's like you toss and turn because you, you just can't get comfortable. And uh, same thing, I grew up on a very firm mattress, and most patients, um, I I tell them, you know, you really have to look at the mattress, especially when things aren't uh, adding up. You know, you're doing all the right things rehab-wise, but they're still suffering because, like you said, it's a third of their day mm-hmm. is spent sleeping, and so they, they need to... Take a good look at that. Theming our show with Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center around sitting and that we're doing it too much. And at the same time, if we get up and out of the chair and away from the computer, away from the iPad a little bit more, we are also potentially significantly strengthening our mind. Oh, absolutely. Because what you do, as soon as you stand up, two things happen within 90 seconds. The body automatically kicks kicks in a process called lipogenesis. And what that does is it starts the breakdown of sugars. It starts the, the, the metabolic process responsible for metabolizing cholesterol and triglycerides and generally the manufacture of energy. But as soon as you stand up too, it creates a, a deeper oxygenation. For anybody in the audience, all you have to do right now if you're sitting is take a deep breath in and see how much breath you can take in. Mm-hmm. Then stand up and do the same process again and just note the difference. It's mm-hmm. substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll often tell patients, too, uh, on their breaks, you know, uh, stand up and go for a walk uh, versus sitting in the break room. Uh, if you get your, you know, your 15-minute break, just go for a walk or go get your coffee and then go for a walk um, because it does, you know, your neural system has to engage so much when you go upstairs, downstairs, look at people coming at you, uh, walk from outside to inside. Uh, so, you know, you're actually overloading or turning on sensory uh, areas that, you're sitting in the, the coffee room with the white walls and kind of shut the brain off. It's just, it's not healthy. And the cumulative effect then can become fatigue. Most definitely. In fact, with seniors, there's some pretty compelling research that says that sitting is in to a great degree responsible for forgetfulness, mm-hmm. for, for lapses in memory. Mm-hmm. It's because of the fact that in combination with other physical features associated with aging, but it's the, that lack of oxygenation to the tissues you see, it's an interesting thing. You can live without food for weeks. You can live without water for a couple of days. Oxygen, two or three minutes, and pretty much you're toast. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the work uh, I used to do in nursing homes, uh, it was often, uh, we just got to get them up. We got to get them up and moving um, because they, they do sit. If they've got physical uh, impairments that don't allow them to get up physically on their own, they, they need that. Um, you know, uh, they sit in a chair they go from bed to chair and stay in that chair for the eight, ten hours that they're awake. Uh, and not just physical uh, problems on the skin and pressure points, stuff like that. But then when you think of the internal organ issues and everything else that go along with it. We're also mindful that every body is different and everyone's adaptation is a little bit different. But at the same time, we're just seeing this increase in dementia among older listeners. And are, is there a correlation here? I would tend to think there is. Uh, again, if I look at my parents' demographic that are kind of late 60s, early 70s, uh, you know, they, they grew up in a, a physical realm. 
But now they're entering into the retirement where they don't have to be physical. Uh, you know, they're on computers and they, they can watch TV with the clicker now. Um, so, you know, they do have the option to be more sedentary than they were in their uh, younger years. But uh, fortunately, a lot of the people I see in that demographic, they're wanting to be uh, physical still. They still want to be physically active. So that's why they're coming in to see us uh, for their aches and pains or for their post-op uh, issues. Some of the other challenges of being sedentary or just spending too much time on your butt is your reaction potentially to medicines that you may need. There could potentially be a problem there too? Oh, absolutely. Because if you slow ba- slow down metabolic action, if you slow down the way that the body is performing, not only does it make you much more susceptible to disease, but you've got to question whether or not that the medications that you're being provided are actually able to do the job that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that medicine doesn't work. It's just set in play with other physical or other you know, circumstantial factors if it may not impact it. Yeah, when we would sit in on round cases uh, where, you know, everybody, nurses, doctors, the physios, the OTs are, are kind of looking at the, okay, what's going on with these problematic cases? The gerontologist, often their first line of attack was let's cut their meds in half um, because they're sitting all day. So, you know, a lot of the uptake rates are based on their age and, and body weight, Um and a certain level of physical activity, which would metabolize those medications. Whereas when you're sitting, you're not metabolizing. So like that's said, it just kind of sits there. So you kind of have this increased dosage over a longer period of time. So it almost stacks on top. So it's fascinating that we're seeing the better practice in clinics or we're seeing the better practice post-op in hospitals mm-hmm. where it's, okay, once you're capable, you have to be right. safe here, but once you're capable, let's get you walking, let's get you moving. And yet we, what we're, why we're here together on the radio on a regular basis with Peak Mobility is we don't want to get there. We don't want that to become the eventuality. Well, and it's interesting. I'm going to have Chris share a story that he shared with me about a gentleman that he knows. And I'll let him tell the story about the, the um, I can't remember his name, not David, but the... Yep, the Amish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, they've done lots of studies with uh, walking uh, in in populations. And I have a family friend that's Amish, and uh, they've uh, studied that population because they don't have access to vehicles and computers and all the things that we do that make our lives easier. And and they look at, you know, the certain diseases that they would have, um, obesity and diabetes, and they can actually look at, okay, well, this guy's a farmer, uh, and this guy, you know, works in the sawmill, and this guy, you know, shoes horses so they can break those down and, and, and kind of pair with each individual or each kind of career how much that physical impact affects what kind of disease do they get. And, and like Doug was saying earlier, we were talking, we see these guys, they tend to wear out. They don't get diseases earlier like the normal population does because they're manual and they're physical. They're labor intensive, right? Their bodies are often, when we're doing physical assessments of a 50, 60-year-old, they have the physiques of a, a 20-year-old. Uh, you know, they're often in better shape than the 28-year-old that's sitting beside them. Mm-hmm. And interesting, just the antithesis of what we're talking about. In some of the research that I was doing in preparing for the show, there's a study now that says that excessive sitting actually increases the number of fat cells in your buttock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the pro- I can't remember the name of the process. And there are a few listeners there. right now saying to themselves, "Yes, it's the truth." Yeah, <laughs> there's the it's the Get pressure the component. The <laughs> it's the pressure component on the cells, and of course, you have latent fat cells that we all do. And what this does is it tends to stimulate them. 
Like so if you want, pad. yes, exactly. There to be talking booty disease. Yes. <laughs> well, here's something just as compelling, and we'll talk more about it next. Too much sitting can actually take years off your life. We'll have Chris and we'll have Doug speak to that. It's the holiday season, and you can give the ultimate gift, the gift of health. And you can redeem a Peak Mobility gift certificate for services such as hot stones, massage, and physiotherapy, or acupuncture treatment, laser therapy, chiropractic care, and so much more. So be sure and give them a call and inquire about that and give the gift of a better life. Here's that number, 519-850-7321, direct into Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. With Brian Athol, thanks for listening to our show today. And if you've missed the first half of the show, no issues. You can catch it as a podcast at am980.ca and just click on the experts link there and look for Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. They're on Southdale at Jolna. You can't miss them and don't miss them this uh, holiday season. Today we're focusing in on sitting, and when you do the math, so we're six, seven, eight to as many as 10 hours possibly sitting, add another seven or eight hours of sleeping. That, by my calculator, leaves about six hours, and that is just nowhere near enough to be active. And when it comes to sitting, we've talked about back problems, but Doug, also there can be clear muscle degeneration from not being active. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're finding atrophy, which is the, you know, the breakdown of, of muscle as a result of disuse. In children now, I mean, I think the last thing I read was as young as 14 years old. And with this disuse atrophy, unfortunately, it becomes, becomes other problems that can affect the, the, the effectiveness and the, um, the health of the spine, the ligaments, the tendons. All of these different, different interrelated components become, uh, become affected in a negative fashion. You were talking about the butt, but here, hip problems. Horrible. And again, with an aging population, one of the worst things that you can do is sit. And it, you don't have to get up. This, when they talk about exercise, now that the study of the negative impact of sitting has really become mainstream, that's much more sophisticated from a testing standpoint of what we need. So it's just a matter of getting up every, every hour for just a couple of three minutes. Mm-hmm. And Chris has a good routine that he talked to me about, about getting people active. And it, yeah. Yeah, we, we often, uh, you know, educate our patients when if they are the desk jockey, and, you know, we have them put things on their computer screen, set timers. Uh, we often have them on their breaks. You know, you're not going to just go from your desk to the lunchroom, grab your coffee. You're going to actually walk down to the end of the, the hallway, whatever that is. You know, you're going to try to walk, you know, a couple hundred steps at a time. It It, it isn't a lot of effort. Uh, it's, again, just kind of changing their behavior or their mindset. Have you had some of your clients come to you and say, you know what, our company is finally getting it because they've instituted this? Have you heard those stories? Yeah, oh yeah. We, I do a lot of uh, talks to groups and I'll often get feedback, you know, where I see the person in the community or I'm talking to another person who knows that person and, you know, they're just, they're, they're now making that change. Oh yeah, you know what, the three of us, every time at lunch, we go for a half hour walk before we eat. Or, or go for a walk while you eat or after you eat. Like, you know, there's no rule to say you can't eat standing up. Um, you know, there's all those little things. And, and again, often in our practices, we see people now that are older. They might have a few things starting to wobble. And they want to just make sure before they do get really active that they're doing it properly. And sometimes, you know, we, it's great to have those people because they're engaged in how they want to improve their health. 
And it's and they're an easy sell on, okay, well, to be more active, this is what you have to do. And so, you know, we might have to tweak a few things with them, but then they can get active. And it's not, okay, you got to go and buy the $100 shoes and the, the Lululemons. Like, they just need to go around the block. Uh, you know, they need to walk around the conservation area. Um, you know, maybe they did jog 10 years ago, and that's one of their goals, but it's not going to be the first thing they do. Um, well, Chorus Entertainment, our owner, our parent company, they've instituted some very cool things in many of the radio stations in the country. We have a ping pong table right here. You see it yeah, as you're yeah. coming in to do the show. But I will say, and I won't name names, that some colleagues here at the radio station, though, will say that the most that they walk is when they go outside to have a cigarette. Well, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. You don't need a whole lot of discussion going further on that one. No. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, society is still evolving in every sense of the word. But it's fun because even from a computerization standpoint, I mean, you're starting to see apps develop now Mm -hmm. and apps that are designed to twig like the, the new Apple watches and the new the new Fitbits and stuff like that. I think they're fabulous yep. because what they do is they make exercise or activity fun. present time conscious mm-hmm. and fun. It yep. becomes a personal challenge. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to a program earlier. They're they talking about this whole, you know, are we obsessing too much about it? And I, I think we're not obsessing enough about it. You know, there's lots of things in present day culture and population that we obsess about. But physical activity, I think, you know, can only uh, be obsessed about more. Well, there's always the old school pedometer, but now if we've got an app, we you know, <laughs> yes. just put it in the phone, it works. And here, how to get up and get moving, it's suggested here in a 10-minute span, uh, you can gain a lot of experience, a lot of value in moving, whatever it may be, walking, jogging. Exactly. As we've talked beforehand, the human body, from an evolutionary standpoint, was designed to move. Mm-hmm. And if you look at even primitive cultures today, if you look at, at the... Uh, Bushmen in the Kalahari, or you look at Bedouins, you're going to find that these people don't sit, they squat. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they don't sit at all. And it's not because they can't find somebody to sit on. They just recognize that sitting, for whatever reason, I'm sure, they, you know, from a cultural standpoint, they identify that it is not the thing to do. Yeah. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Well, you'll be pleased to know that the radio business is in, you know, in with you on that. Many people now perform on the air by standing up. And there's a lot of reasons for that, yeah. but that's a good thing. Yep. And and we often, too, even in the standing uh, position, they have v- these very desks now, which are becoming more popular. And so, you know, those people that are stuck at the desk all day long, um, they can raise their desks so they don't have to be sitting. They can stand uh, so they can alternate the position. Stop the sitting, get moving. And one wonderful trip, a memorable trip, would be over to Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. They're on Southdale at uh, Jolna, and they are a specialized care team. And I can't emphasize the word team. They are indeed a team in a state-of-the-art facility, and they can help stimulate and eliminate pain and restore function. And at this time of the holiday season, why not give them the gift of health? And you can redeem a Peak Mobility gift certificate for services such as hot stone massage, physiotherapy, and acupuncture. And you can get more information by either dropping in to their location in London or by giving them a call at 519-850-7321. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center, Doug Pooley and Chris Dreib are my special guests today. Thank you for being a part of our show. And we're talking primarily about sedentary, and we're talking about sitting, and we all can claim guilty to doing too much of it. Did you know that too much sitting 
can take years off your life. The British Journal of Sports Medicine concluded that each hour spent watching television after the age of 25, hands up if you're 25, there you go, reduces your life expectancy by nearly 22 minutes. And just before, Doug, we get your comment on that, to put this into perspective, the authors compared it to smoking that each cigarette reduces your life expectancy by about 11 minutes. This is fascinating stuff. But back, more importantly, to the sitting and, wow, I mean, just television in short span, they're saying, the research is in, the numbers are in, that it can chip away at your life expectancy. It's fascinating, isn't it? But what's really interesting is that when you start to look at the studies, and Chris and I have done that in our research in preparing for this, and the research shows that you, there's, you know, there's an effect upon the pre- prevalence of cancer or heart disease or diabetes, but if you connect the dots a little further and you look a little deeper, you have to ask why. I mean, why does it increase the likelihood of cancer? Why does it increase the likelihood of cardiovascular disease? And the answer, you know, is quite simple. And it was actually discovered by a gentleman named Warburg who won the Nobel Prize in the 1920s for the impact of oxygen on cancer, the impact of oxygen on just about all of the diseases, the degenerative diseases associated with aging. So what that means, if you connect the dots a little further and you look at somebody, for example, that doesn't exercise or sits for extended periods of time, what happens is their system becomes, uh, not only do they, they lose oxygen, but as they lose oxygen, it changes cell function somewhat. Mm-hmm. And it also creates an acidic environment. And there lies the long-lasting impact. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. the best way to counteract, counteract that is, is to stay mobile, as we talked beforehand. Human body is designed to move. Every facet of it is designed to move. But Chris, we love our Netflix. Yes, and so do my kids, and so do I. Yeah, it, and again, it, it speaks to that behavioral change. <clears throat> excuse me, and and how do we, as an individual, say, okay, this is how I'm going to make the change. Here's the strategies that I'm going to do. Uh, Doug and I were talking about this prior to the show, like how basic the solution is, and how basic the cause is too of of the the problem with these chronic diseases that have massive impacts not only on our individual health but our health as a society. You know, we all pay for each other's health care. So when you start to see these these solutions presented and the problems associated with some of the sedentary activity, as a whole, you really have to start to sit there and go, okay, like how do we make this change? And again, the, for the last several episodes that we've talked about, these changes aren't aren't drastic. They're not difficult. You know, we're not all having to run out and buy a new step for the step class and all that it's, but it is as a as a group. How do we say and make a change? You know, and we're not saying, for example, that cancer is as a result of sitting. We don't want to, I don't want anybody to think that. But what we're saying is that all of these conditions are absolutely impacted by that. Whether it be the predisposition, or whether it be the success of the treatment, or whether it be the likelihood of whatever outcome that you would expect to achieve, they are all impacted by your ability to get around. The more mobile you are, the greater the likelihood of you not necessarily avoiding but putting off all of the diseases associated with aging. A classic example being the Amish that Chris was talking about. These people obviously still die like we all do, but they suffer less of the chronic degenerative conditions earlier in their lives Mm -hmm. because of the fact that they're so mobile and so fit, right? 
We're going to get to uh, weight management and some solutions to the obesity crisis, but it kind of connects to this in our final thought in the segment, and that's when we're sitting and we're in front of Netflix, uh, we're also perhaps doing a little bit of a walk over to the cupboard to find food that's probably not best for us during that time. <laughs> Absolutely. And when you look at uh, nutrition and, and diet, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to have your guilty indulgences once in a while, but when you're sedentary, you're just loading the gun. It's just you're compounding. When you're looking at that bag of chips and now you're going to sit and eat a bag of chips while you're watching TV, uh, the perfect storm is culminating. And people use the expression and just laugh it off. They inhaled that bag of potato yep. chips. Yeah, yeah and, and then we see them, and they've got the, I call it the Molson muscle, uh, you know, <laughs> where we've, we've got the, the six-pack is well hidden. Uh, but it is. It's a very simple cause and effect. Um, you know, I, I don't have to sit them down and, and take them through a whole bunch of charts as to how this occurred. They, they can pretty much right tell me the answer. Mm-hmm. I read something that I think I should share with you guys, and that you know that now mankind is the sickest species on the planet. And it shouldn't be. Of course it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. We're supposedly the most intelligent, the most gifted, the most capable, the most resourceful, and yet we may not live through the 21st century. But you're here to say we can turn the ship mm-hmm. one by one. Absolutely. And again, it comes down to that behavioral change as an individual, as a group. Um, you know, if you're heading into the new year and it's the New Year's resolution, you know, this is a great time to hook up with other friends who might be thinking the same thing. So you're accountable to each other, uh, starting some type of exercise group or just be active a bit more. Again, you know, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they, they get the gym membership. It lasts for a couple of weeks and then it's gone. The honeymoon's over. And, and those are the ones we usually see. Either they hurt themselves and we see them in rehab and we try to cut it. Um, push them back into that active lifestyle safely. We'll talk more about weight and we'll talk more about obesity in the next segment as uh, well. Chris has a great point about the New Year's resolution that you're on the bandwagon and then come the 1st of February, it's over. Why not get into a regimen where you can live life pain-free and feel better and live better? And that's what they do at Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center, making people feel better faster. Here's their number, 519-850-7321, and you'll find them in London at Southdale Road at Jalna. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. With Brian Uttall, Doug Pooley, and Chris Dreiber here from Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and uh, Pain Center, focusing today on sitting. And how does that connect to weight management and obesity? And you have a great story about how obesity isn't the end-all and be-all when it comes to this. Well... That's right. Obesity is not all the be-all and end-all. They've done some pretty compelling studies that have demonstrated that you can have a heavy person who's active and that actually that person can be statistically quite a bit healthier than somebody who looks to be of average weight and average health but leads leads a much more sedentary lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we often see those in clinic as well where the person – like I was saying early on in the show, when you do your physical assessment and you see the injuries they have, you're like, wow, you know what? You don't have the muscle support there. You don't have the joint mobility because they haven't been an active person. Sure, they, they're good on the body frame and weight side of things, but their muscles and bones that were designed to be moved and pushed and pulled haven't really ever done that. Mm-hmm. And so now they're in their 40s, 30s, and they're experiencing these injuries that you would expect in a in a person that would be maybe more out of shape 
physically, but it's happening to them. We're in a world now where we can just say there's an app for that. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's recommended seven to 8,000 steps is here in the research, mm-hmm. being yes. active. So, and, and further to that, you recommend what in terms of activity on a daily basis? I'll be honest, that I would consider to be a minimum. I really yeah. do. If you really want to maintain, maintain your health. And that just goes, what that does is that helps with the cardiovascular component of health and fitness. There's another component of it too that there's some very compelling research that talks about resistance training, working out in a gym, weight training, and how critically important it is to maintain lean muscle mass because all the building blocks of repair are found in lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. All the the homeostatic mechanisms responsible for the regulation of a lot of what happens in our body is triggered by the amount of lean muscle mass they have. Mm-hmm. And and when you look at the seven, 8,000 steps, you know, 10, 10, I just tell 10 to my patient. It's an easy one to remember, 10,000. You do 10,000, you're doing the bare minimum to get things moving around your body from head to toe. Uh, but then, yeah, after that, you know, you look at flexibility, you look at uh, resistance training is really big and key. And then I also look at... Um, uh, balance training. So, you know, I often recommend yoga and Tai Chi to my patients uh, so that, again, it's it's a very safe, controlled movement exercise, and it's something they can do till they're 100. We've been raising the importance of getting in motion, moving, and not sitting. We'll end out the show in a moment by asking our guests, how can we sit smarter? News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Well, Doug and Chris from Peak Mobility Rehabilitation Center have been talking about the uh, critical issues that stem from prolonged sitting. It can reduce your lifespan. It can promote dozens of chronic diseases. So let's end out the show in the few minutes that we have, Chris, on how can we actually sit smarter? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when, when you're truly stuck at your desk, there's a lot of products out there that are, are quite beneficial. Uh, you can look at things where you put under your feet and they... They cause you an unstable surface. Uh, In the past, we've even had patients buy those big exercise balls, and they've even made product now that you can put an exercise ball on and wheel around uh, the office so you're not just kind of rolling around on the ball. Um, And even recently, we were just talking, there's a new uh, chair out. It's almost like a stool, and you can adjust the tension in it so it kind of wobble back and forth, side to side. And so what all of those products are doing uh, at their rudimentary base is they're trying to stimulate the the core or engage muscle activity so that you're not just resting on your haunches. And so it it does, and it causes some mental stimulation as well because you have to actually think, okay, well, I'm going right, i got to lean left. So it's good food for thought, but we're here to say as a collective trio that we need to get moving and to think about this over the holiday season when we may have time to be doing more sitting. Exactly. <laughs> Sit, enjoy the holiday season, but as your New Year's resolution, be healthy. Get up, get going. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about at Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. We'll look forward to seeing you in 2016. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your expertise. And remember in closing that the holiday season is here and you can give the ultimate gift, the gift of health with a Peak Mobility gift certificate. You can call them too at 519-850-7321. Have a great weekend.